Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, audience. Hey, y'all. <laughs> well, you y'all know, I just... us? Before we even get into Clubhouse, let me just shout out my friend who is like Google popping right now. Like... Ooh. Their reviews are just like on the main page when you type in shit and you just scroll okay. down and it's just like, what is that wherever I look? That is wherever I look. Okay, I see you. Let's I, go. All I care about is the money that leads. I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. But hey, that's you in the right spot apparently. Because when I was in the clubhouse, I had to tell people you need to stop worrying all about your social medias and worry about your SEO, homie. Oh, oh, you've been in the club. You've been in the clubhouse. We can't. We, we're not getting paid to promote them. So you be a CH on the stage giving people the game. Isn't this why you invited me? Yeah, but you know, I just I just love seeing you flourish. <laughs> I don't know about flourishing. It just reminds me of you talking about how some people, um, what is it, blow up their credentials to stuff that it's not. I mean, what it is, uh, many of people do. I told you, I was in that one room. Well, I don't know if I told you. I know I, no, I think I did. So I don't know. But I was in one room and dude was like, um, mind you, I'm on stage with some hip hop legends, mind you. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Just sitting there kicking mom shit. And dude was like, yeah, da da da. When I'm on, when I'm on club, when I'm on Clubhouse, um, especially if I'm on a stage, I'm going to every person's page. Like I just, you know, I go and look at their bio so that I can get an understanding of who I'm talking to hmm. or who who they would like for me to pretend I'm talking to, right? <laughs> um, so like I'll go through everybody's bio. So I went through one guy's bio and then I had seen like, you know, a company that he worked for that I was like, oh, okay. Let me let me look further. So as I look further into like his information and whatnot, then I'm like, okay, he's legit. So the other guy who is on the on the stage, he's you know, da, 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 I'm signed to such and such. And then the guy who actually worked for the company was like, okay, who you signed to? And he like, well, it's um, you know, it's um, it's a lot going on, and you know, they restructuring everything over there. So he's like, yeah, 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 but who are you signed to? I, I work there. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm, it's, I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you offline. I'm gonna tell you offline. You know, I'm gonna tell you off the stage. No, nah, beloved, don't. It, nah, nah. How, how did uh, Dave Chappelle? Uh, when keeping it real goes wrong, <laughs> like that's that's what it put me in the mind of. Like, no, bro. Like, and it was just, and it, it was like hard to watch. He was like, bro, you really, 
And then like the person who he was close with was an actual hip hop legend. So they were kind of like trying to vouch for him. Like, yeah, no, nah, he's good. Da, da, da. He's this, he's that, he's this, he's that. And it was the same person um, that when that producer had came in, that's what I had texted you about when the producer came in and we were talking about parenting stuff and the dude was just like, hey, hey, hey. I might not ever get a chance to say this to you, but I'm like, bro, this not what we. I'm not in here to talk about you trying to finally get in touch with the person that you admire. No, I'm in here to talk about this parenting thing, and you just stopped the whole conversation because this person came in. You think we all don't want to stop and say something to this person? We all do, but guess what? We ain't thirsty. We having a conversation. Like, it just, that that part be getting annoying. But outside of that, like, I love Clubhouse. I think it's, I mean, I love CH. It's, it's, it's a, it's definitely, if you use it right, you can, you can, you can make it, you can make something out of nothing. I'd just be there for the conversations. So how have you been enjoying it? Or have you been enjoying it? I enjoy it more. When it comes to people who schedule their um, clubhouses, that's mm. in the hallway. I think the people that who always, schedule theirs obviously are more organized. Like in their 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 rooms are probably more organized as well. Because the hallway is ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Oh, child, it is. I find that like it's been hard. Like lately, I haven't the stuff that I've been wanting to talk about. I haven't seen anybody like no rooms about it and this i know they said on the next update that's coming they're working on um where you can search by topic mm. and that would be super helpful for me because sometimes like i'll be scrolling and it's just like you know the moan room and then you got like you know <laughs> uh, can you can you date a man with a little dick and i'm like bro i don't care about none of this like let's talk about something different you know what I'm saying? And sometimes I go into these rooms and I'm like hoping that maybe the topic has veered off of what the title of the room is. You know what I'm saying? And you get in there and then it's like, all right, well, maybe they're talking about something different. You're like, no, you're still talking about ignorant dumb shit. Or like they be like, yeah, but let, let me let, let's reset and take it back. And I'm like, no, don't take it back. To, ugh, all right. Whatever. Let's reset. The room is now like getting on my nerves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, all right, let's reset the room. If done correctly, then so be it. Like if you're if you in a if you're a moderator or something, and you know you get like you got like ten people in the room. All right, cool. If you start getting off of the like, if it's topic based, like heavily topic based, then it's like all right, let's try to remain on topic. And you see like certain people keep going off topic. That's one thing. But that whole all right, well, two more people just came in, so let's reset the room. You don't have to reset a room if it's only a twelve of us in here. And we see what the fuck the topic is. Exactly. Because... Like, you don't have to keep resetting the room. Um, not unless you, like, ventured way off the topic and then somebody comes in and they don't understand. And you might say, all right, this is, we talking about such and such. And keep it moving. But, like, let's reset the room. Let's reset the room. Let's reset. Don't reset the room every time somebody new come in. Fuck them. Let them catch up. <laughs> Context clues. <laughs> you all adults here. Exactly. Sure. You want hand-holding on this app? Mm-mm. Can't do it. Do you know how you know how I feel about hand holding any damn way? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But anyways, what else is there? It's Clubhouse. All right, so where are we going with this? 
Oh, since we're on top of Clubhouse, they have a nice little made to love thing on there. And I got push to... pause. Did you, you like shaved or something, or you got like a facial or something? Your skin looks really good. Oh, I just cut my hair, um, not top hair, but um, shaved. Your facial hair got you. That brings just... out your face a little bit. I Although know. I usually don't appreciate people who cut off their beard. I think that's just like, why would you do that? I still have a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, no, and it, it looks nice on you because it's it 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 doesn't take you to pedophile because you know like people who, I say people who have bald heads and no facial hair like it's just a pedophile to me like it's something you you shouldn't be walking around looking like that. So it's good that you left something there. Otherwise, it makes it look like I have lipstick on. You do have pink lips. Mm. You should probably smoke some weed, some good weed. <laughs> That fucking trash shit. Which we I, <laughs> I can't believe you offered me that. I was offended. I, oh god, I'm sorry. That's fucking hilarious. Go ahead. I, I may not smoke weed, but I smoke like hookah cigarettes and all that. And I know I can take that down, hold it in, and I'll be good. Whatever mm -hmm. the fuck I was offered burned. I was knocked down for that burning sensation. Uh-uh. That's how that, that bud that aunt got me was. <laughs> she was like, what is this? This is not, this is not good. What is this? Did you just pull this out the ground? Is this even TA? It's not weed. My dad asked me the other day, um, is that when I had a cut once? Oh, um, I have I'm getting eczema on the back of my hands really bad. Well, actually, all I'm like my my body like my shoulders my neck and my uh upper back has been like on fire like if i get out the shower and like the, from the time me getting out the shower and drying off to me putting shea butter on like that shit is painful to the point where yesterday i had to call aj in the room like hey girl <laughs> that's how, when i want something that's how i talk to her I'm like hey girl <laughs> and she's like what's up mommy i'm like i need you right now so like, you need me she love being needed boy <laughs> <laughs> She ran upstairs and I'm like, I need you to put some shea butter on my back. I can't reach it right here and it's on fire. So naturally she tell my business she gonna go downstairs. Nobody asked her, but she like, yeah, I got shea butter on my hands because I had to put shea butter on mommy's back because her skin was on fire. Like, that is a lot of my business. Yeah, she gets so mad. You you, oh my gosh, the offense. Oh my, how dare you? But yeah, so uh, my dad was like, um, he's gotten CBD oil, like the CBD cream stuff. And he had, he burnt himself on the stove. Like some grease had popped up and burnt him. And he said the CBD, uh, stuff helped him a lot. So he asked me, he's like, um, you, you got CBD, don't you? I said, dad, you no, I don't got no damn CBD. THC, but not no CBD. <laughs> Shit. But yeah. Oh, before we jump in, let me go ahead and get this little vent off real quick. So I'm on Facebook minding my business, right? And yeah. I'm scrolling and I see somebody says something about um, the $600. Like everybody's complaining about the $600 stimulus when it's $600 that y'all didn't have before. I'm like, I agree. I don't like, I mean, knowing like this is my thing. We all know America ain't shit. We all know that we deserve more assistance and we deserve more help during these times. We know that. But we also know that in, a, in this country where money goes over everything, they're not going to try. Like, they're going to penny pinch. They, 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 they take handfuls, but when they give, it's penny pinching. We know that. And they're going to try to do whatever they can to make that penny pinching as you know, mm, get your fingers even closer. Like you, you, you pin, you pinching off too big of a piece. We know that, 
Like that there's they, we know that for a fact, especially the Republicans. Like we know these things. So if we already know that, then it's like, why like don't I'm not gonna say don't complain about the six hundred, but it's like it's coming either way. You know what I'm saying? Like they 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 said that that's what they're gonna get. I was already prepared to receive nothing because this is America. You know what I'm saying? The first time it was like, okay, here's twelve hundred. Whoa, y'all niggas is giving out twelve hundred. That's, yeah. that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like somebody who's used, like, if you're used to somebody just giving you like a dollar here and there, and then they decide here's twelve hundred, you're like, oh shit. Even if it is the government, you feel what I'm saying? Like, you're like, I die. I'm used to getting nothing from you. I'm used to the abuse from you. So even if you hit me a little less hard than the last time, it's like, okay, thank you. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the girl, I'm, I comment. I'm like, I agree. I'm like, you know, it, especially like you could have. We we were almost getting nothing. So, you know, they sent in 600. Like, why are you comp- like, in my opinion, why, why complain? I mean, not necessarily why complain, but if you like, I feel like the people who are complaining aren't, I don't know. I don't know how to word it, but either way, this girl comments, like I'm talking to the girl who made the post. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, exactly. Especially considering the fact that, you know, we were almost getting nothing. So, this other girl comments and leaves this big ass message. Oh, yes, to me, like, oh, that's the problem because da 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 da, and, and America's supposed to do this, and America's supposed to do that, America's supposed to do that. We could sit here and talk about all the things that America is supposed to do, or how a country should govern, or how you know what I mean. We should be provided with these certain things that we lack, or whatever. But the reality of it is. The people in power are stingy and selfish. Now, if you wanted to comment and say, like, you know, we should just go ahead and, and, and make sure that you vote to change Congress or whatever like that, that's all one thing. You know, I'm, I'm okay with that. But don't don't at me with a whole bunch of shit that I didn't ask you for. You're telling me things that I already know. And even though I already know them, I understand that this is a fight that is not going to change tomorrow or the next day after that. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, why are you you volunteering all of this information to me as if I'm not privy to it? Bitch, I know about it. I'm familiar. It's just the fact that I've accepted that I'm dealing with an ancient country. So when you deal, let's just like dealing with an ancient nigga, you know what you're going to get. You know you you not going to get nothing. And if you do get something, you a little bit like, oh, okay, well, shit, appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you can't just sit there and, well, not even, I'm not going to say you can't just sit there, but just don't come at me with all of this shit. You don't know me, bro. You don't know what I know. You don't know anything. Like, it, she just came at it wrong. And I'm like, I, like, I read the whole thing and I started to type a whole paragraph back, but I'm like, bitch, I don't know you. <laughs> Nor do I give a fuck about what you're actually saying. Like, I'm, I had to stop and tell myself, like, Shonda, at the end of the day, she didn't tell you anything new. She didn't tell you anything that you didn't already know. The only thing that you are really annoyed with is the fact that she's talking to you and nobody said anything to her. You know what I mean? Like nobody asked her for her input. No, like she just jumped on, added me and volunteered some shit. And my thing is this. I said the same thing as the person who posted the shit. Why you at me? I said the same thing as the person who put the post up. The person says she don't understand why this, that, and the third. And all I said is exactly in agreement with her. Why are you at me, bitch? Don't talk to me. So I just was like, okay. And then she put the little laughing emoji on it or whatever. But it's just like, I have to get, like, I'm still learning to, to like, not, you know, feel the need 
to be battling with everybody on social media. Like, I got to keep reminding myself, like, bitch, y'all nobodies at the end of the day. What I've learned, especially with what I do, is half the time they only complaining and talking to you because they know they can get a reaction. They can't get a reaction to the people they really want to get or go off on. Exactly. And that's why I was just like, okay. And then I did a scroll through my timeline on Facebook and I'm just like, I can't, yo, I really can't. Everybody's like, oh, we need Trump back. We need Trump back. We only got $600. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Where did, uh, we only got $600 because of, okay, you know what? All right. All right, y'all go ahead and bring Trump back. Y'all go ahead and bring Trump back. No. Like, y'all stupid. Go ahead and bring Trump back. I don't want it. And then not even that. Y'all talking about bring Trump back. He ain't go nowhere. He's still here. He's still the president, unfortunately. Like till January twenty. And then he's talking about some. Oh yeah, because Biden, um, Biden not trying to give us no money. This, what are you talking about? Like this, not even his administration uh, doing this shit. Like what? Are you, okay, 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 okay. And I'm not even a political person. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I recently started listening to like NPR politics and NPR news and, you know, those type of things. But that's because I got into podcasts and Mm -hmm. I like like when I run out of the good shit that I like to hear, I just want to hear people talking to keep me moving. So that's how I started picking up on it. Like, I'm not even into politics and stuff all like that. It's just a matter of like, at least I understand where I come in short and I don't make a fool of myself on the Internet behind it. People really like just just made themselves look so... I don't want to say from North, but like it's just it's like from the depths of North, bro. And I'm from North, like that's the thing. Like, but it's just it's like okay, so you just showing that you really from the, yeah. So that was that was my thing today too. I'm like, all right, I just got to sign off because you got some people really walking around blaming Biden for the six hundred dollars and like Biden ain't <laughs> Biden ain't even clock in yet. He just got his uh, what's the what's the letter that they send you? Orientation. Yeah, what's the letter that they send you when they um. When they get when they offer you the job, the offering letter is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just got his offer letter. Like, <laughs> relax. Like, y'all ready to blame something on him? He's still doing his background check, waiting for his fingerprints to come. You feel me? He ain't even pee in the cup yet. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Hey, but no, yeah. Juice. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my that's my little venting clip right now. That was my my vent rant. All right. So what's up on the docket? What we got? Uh, ready to love because one, two did of the they, parents, did they? I think I, they had an episode this past Friday. I don't know if I watched it. Who went home last this Friday? Um, was it one guy? Was it one person or two? One, it was Alex, the girl who was with Brian for the whole season. Okay, the uh, the one that looks like a thicker version of Alexis from season from the last season, but a cuter face. Who had the cuter face? Alex has a cuter face than Alexis. You think so? Maybe it's because I'm evolving as a person. I don't know. I don't know. I liked Alexis. I mean, I like Alex. Alex's look better than Alexis's look. Ooh, but, right there. Oh, child, that was that was a struggle. I'm sitting there looking at your face, like, all right, yeah. help me out through this. Like, give me the give me the words or something. Give me a nod of assurance. But yeah, no, um. I liked her look better, but yeah, okay. So what did, what was their reason for sending her home? Like, what did they say? Well, who did she... The problem with this bloody show is it's as much about finding love as it is a competition. And that's... I'm not going to say it's stupid, but it's just very odd because it's like, can you do both? 
Not without fucking up. Like that's what I'm like. Can is it possible to do both? Because if you're looking for love, like I'm not trying. If I'm looking for love and I fall into it, fuck a competition. And if you send me home, you better send me home with my nigga. Like he gotta go too. Send us us. We leaving. You know, people decide to stay because that's part of the quote unquote process in their journey. That's what I'm like, nah, I, I don't. Uh, all right, but they sent her home. But um, Brian, he was already uh, eliminated, right? Yeah, he was eliminated two weeks two, ago. Okay, got it. Just making sure because he ain't had no business still being there. He, he bothered me. I don't like, like, that hit me when she was like really trying to have that ser- those serious conversations with him. And like, he was really just like, yeah, nah, fuck your problems. I'm going to make a joke out of them because I'm not. In my mind, I'm not mature enough to actually receive and give you the responses that you need in this type of moment. Like it just, I don't, I don't like that. Like she was really trying to open herself up and, and tell him something. And that's why when they sat around um with nephew Tommy, mm-hmm. he's like, Yeah, um, whoever the other guy was, he was like, Oh yeah, you know, she was telling me about her parents. Like, well, I think it was her parents. Yeah, her parents, because her mom you know, had an accident or something and she, she needs care and her father does. And then Tommy looks at, at, at Brian, he's like, did you know that? He's like, nah, I didn't even know that. Like, nigga, you've been the main choice since she got there. It's been you and her kicking it. She's your number one. You're her number one. And then this nigga come and tell you some heartfelt shit about what's going on in her life. You're like, nah, I didn't even know that. She, she ain't never tell me that. No, nigga, she tried to. You just ain't listen. You made a joke out of it because you didn't want to talk about something weighted. And I think that's my problem. That was my problem with him and that, and, and you know, them two together. Like, I don't, if you can't handle a weighted conversation, don't talk to me. That's it. Don't talk to me. If I can't, you know, we can't build if I can't come to you with some of this weight that I carry. Mm-hmm. And it's not even always about me having to come to you with the weight. Sometimes it's just knowing that I can come to you with the weight. I'm not, you know, certain people, I'm not going to abuse that power. I'm not going to abuse the fact that you're there in that manner and then just come and dump all my shit on you. Nah, but the fact that I know that I can come to you if I need to, I think that's amazing. And he just wasn't showing that at all. Like once, once they had that conversation with nephew Tommy, I was like, yo, he need to go. Tommy should just send him home. Like he ain't listening to any bitches. No offense, you know, but you know, it's just how I talk. Yes, we know. Okay. <laughs> People probably like, I'm so sick of her referring to women as bitches. Like, relax, I'm from the hood. Because <laughs> you don't mean it in a derogatory sense. Exactly. Like, I, I never I never do. And the sad thing is I call everybody a bitch. Like, <laughs> everybody gets hit with a this bitch. Bitch-ass nigga. Yeah, I mean, I rarely say bitch-ass nigga unless, like, I'm really heated. But for the most part, you know, that might come too. Mm-hmm. Let's right. see. So it was Brian, Simone, Alex. Um, I wish Simone got to stay longer because she was in the clubhouse and she explained a lot of stuff that was going down on there. Which pause? Which one was Simone? The attorney, the thirty-eight-year-old attorney. The attorney was apparently also a comedian. Really? Yes, but for her narrative, they just focus on her being a lawyer. Hmm. I can see that though. You know what bothers? Well, I ain't going to say that. I feel like a lot of the people that they cast it, it just looks like an updated version of last season. Yeah, and apparently this whole season was actually three weeks. So this whole 
week by week thing is a lie. Mm. On top of that, she exposed, well, she didn't expose him, but she put us to game that if you look at the outfits, the outfits repeat from like early episodes to late episodes. Hmm. Because they only on wait, were they actually in Texas or they were somewhere like on an no, island? No, they were in Texas on a resort, but there were situations where they had to stop filming or other stuff that mm. the way that she makes it seem and, and also Chris was in the room, it's some bullshit. Like the, oh, they tried to bamboozle us with some entertainment. Not bamboozle. Why you ain't ping me to the room? How you, you rude? You, there's a button. I think it's like the plus button down oh. by the um. You know where the peace sign is, and yeah. then I think like the mic or something. I think there's a plus button. You press that. You could ping. You could choose who you want to ping to the room. You should have pinged me, bro. I would have loved to been in there getting tea. I apologize. I was, no, you know, I was like day three or four, so I was just like learning that if you hit the peace sign, that's true. <laughs> then you leave it. <laughs> but okay, so what else? What other tea was spilled in there? Um, Chris said that. Oh, wait, wait, which one was Chris? Which one was Chris? Chris was a really skinny one who was a radio, uh, the radio DJ. Mm -hmm. I liked skinny. him. Yeah, but Naya. She... Oh, can we talk about that? Or you want to? You want to? You, you want to finish your thought on like what she was saying in the clubhouse, and then we could talk about that. Okay, so Simone was talking about how she had a relationship with she beyond what they saw. She also kissed Jay, but then he kind of hid it from everybody. So Jay ain't shit. Um, that they sometimes she felt like they didn't know what to do with her, so they just put her in this little box of being a lawyer and her asking a million one questions. But it really didn't play out like that. They cut it up to make it seem like she was really hitting Edwin with them questions. Yeah, this is mm -hmm. the, what they really put out there between her and Chris is that there's a lot of editing fuckery going on for the sake of entertainment and storylines that don't give you the full picture. Mm -hmm. I can see that. It seems like it. It seemed like there were things missing. Like just okay, that was like out of left field type thing. Yeah, because Chris is even talking about that date where he had with Naya, where he revealed that whole half and half thing. That came out of nowhere. That was not a planned date. Production set that shit up, and then he found out about him and had to run over there. Oh, with the friend? Yeah, with her mm. sister, whatever. Now, Naya, I was ready for her to go. I was so happy when they kicked her off because I didn't like how she responded to him. Like, and that I, just lets you know, like, you weren't really interested in him. I kind of get it, though, because I get it, but I, I didn't like how she handled it. I think it's just a thing of her not having her not having a bunch of time because, of course, she's one with son age miscarriages galore. So she's like, I need something set up now. Because remember, in the casting special, she's talking about yeah, well, she ready to have right that. Now. Yeah, I don't need marriage. Give me the babies, and marriage can come later. My clock ticking. Yeah, I remember. So I just thought, you know what? She saw that waste because that's the reason that they're 30, 40 plus years old on this show is that you're supposed to know what you want. I mean, and when you put it when you put it like that, I I get where you're coming from, and I I got where you're coming from before, but it's just like the way she handled it, it was just like so distasteful, and then she just was like jumping on the next person all quick and stuff, like oh this is what I'm talking about, and then kind of like dogging him out. I didn't like that. I don't. I didn't. You know what? Because there's some people who have a level of arrogance that deserve that type of treatment, like somebody else you know, walking around thinking they the shit, they deserve that. But Chris was really, like, showing 
from what we could see, like that he was genuine and like there was interest. And then you could tell he the type that, um, like whereas she looking like I want to just have the babies, he's actually looking for love. You know what I'm saying? And you could tell that still he was looking for that. in the clubhouse room. What you say? And he was still defending her in the clubhouse room, saying that production was pissing her off, pissing everybody and off. It's, and it's just like, like, see, that's why certain, like, when I was in a dating field, that's why certain dudes that I couldn't date because it's like. I know that I'm a very dominant type of personality. You know what I'm saying? Like I know that I can be very aggressive in my in my you know outward approach type thing. But I can't. I I I'd feel bad if I was to get with somebody and then I'd be like you know I don't want to say like treating them like shit, but like kind of walking all over them. Or I can see that I can walk over them. Like I would not. I would not. You know bother you i won't let you like me i will tell you straight up no you can't i won't you know don't like me don't i'm I'm not the one for you because i know that if you don't give me pushback i i will accidentally walk all over you you know what i'm saying and chris seems like that type like you know i i really just want you to be happy i really just want you to have whatever you want and someone some woman is going to appreciate that but i don't think naya would have been the one to actually appreciate that Probably not. Judging judging by how she handled things, like I just it really hurt my feelings to see him have to like you know bear that because throughout the whole I don't want to say the whole season because now you're telling me but like throughout the three weeks or the two weeks that they were there, a couple of days they was there, um, he he was nothing but nice. And at this time, I thought like because the way that people was admiring, I was thinking, hey, why isn't any of these other women trying to push up on him? Because that whole respecting somebody else's relationship thing, I'm like, y'all don't consistently do that shit. No, it's not a consistent thing. You know what it is? Because I think physically he probably wasn't standing up to what all the other men up there was. If he if he looked a little more like them, and you take that however you want to take it, but if he looked a little more like them, then they would be, oh, no, I'm stepping on toes. because I want. And it's just like, bro, y'all don't be understanding. I don't want to say he ugly, but it's the dudes that that aren't, you know, put them on the on the, on the cover of uh, some sex, you know. Yeah, not even GQ, because I think GQ is more so suave and debonair. I could see him on the cover of a GQ. I'm talking about, like, on the cover of a Sports Illustrated or whatever that man magazine is where the men be all naked on the cover all the time. <laughs> like, he might not be like them, how the other men were. And because of that, like, everybody's kind of overlooking him and overlooking him or whatever. Like you heard, what was her name? Joy with the big hair. You heard yeah. like, yeah, you know, I'm really sad. And you know, that, that, that you came here. I know you genuinely looking for love, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, well, I want to know, like, have y'all ever considered or, you know what I mean? Cause again, he probably, he probably considered, but she probably looking for one of them men for the, from the front of the fucking magazine type thing. You know what I'm saying? Let's not hit that trigger. Oh, let's hit it. <laughs> <laughs> that was just the side effect of having female friends sometimes. What do you mean by that? So many levels to that. Oh, that reminds me. Like, like they friend zone you and shit? I don't know, because I don't like using that term friend zone, because then that means I need to stop being fucking friends with them. If I can't handle being friends with them and not something romantic. Right, yeah, I, I, that's how. I, yeah, no, you know, you ain't friend zoning me. If I want you and you don't want me back, I don't want to talk to you ever again. Bye. 
<laughs> I, just, I did all of that in my in my teenage years. Like, oh, okay, well, if I if you don't like me like that, I'm gonna just call you my best friend. Nah, fuck you, bye, move. <laughs> I think for me the trigger is kind of two ways for this. One is the last girl who I was like really into. I saw him Bumble, so that kind of fucked me up a little bit. Mm. Yeah, but I I fucked up bad, so that's just not gonna happen. Well, if you uh, if you accept that and acknowledge that, then it's like all right, whatever. Yeah, water under the bridge type thing, like fuck, fuck water under the bridge. Let's just call that uh, one of the few regrets I may have in this life. <laughs> and then the other situation is with that friend who I'm going to Florida with. I'm like, I need to. We talk about capacity the last few episodes, and I'm just trying to figure where is the ceiling when it comes to this friendship. Hmm. So. It, wait, is that a topic where we're about to drive to? We can drive there and then we could go into the movie section. Okay. So how are you feeling about that situation? Because I know last time we checked in on it, I think I was telling you like, nah, you know, you wouldn't be wrong if you would have said to like, you know, pay for pay for something since it ain't that type of party. You know what I mean? But where where are you at with that? How are you feeling about that whole situation? Can we keep it very real with you right now? Uh, first of all, you can. I don't know who we. <laughs> you can. <laughs> For those who don't understand what just happened in this moment, let me go ahead and explain. My dear friend Amari has been trying to disassociate himself with whatever reality, and he says he's been talking like this, but I don't believe it to be true because I just started really noticing it, and it's been getting on my nerves to the point where I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to tell you how you can and can't talk. I just know that I can't tolerate it, so I'll talk to you on record day. So <laughs> when he says we, and I correct him, and I say I don't know who we is, that's where that's coming from. It's like AJ coming in like, well, AJ doesn't want, I don't know who the fuck <laughs> Nobody's talking for a person, though. Yeah, but you don't need to dis. That's what I'm saying. You don't need to disassociate yourself no, with me. I, I get it's a defense oh mechanism, but you don't need that with me. Like I, I don't, I'm not judging you. I don't give a fuck about you know what I mean. Like I'm, I'm. It's me. It's not I, the wrong term for defense mechanism. It's just for my own sanity. It works well splitting up what I emotionally feel, what I mentally feel, how I feel, and then guardian angels, universe, whatever, trying to make sure I don't do something stupid. All right, cool. Well, ask your fairy godmother if she could sit this one out. <laughs> <laughs> just ask her if she could just sit this one out and, and if I could just talk to you. And she could tap in, you know, a little later toward the end or something. <laughs> but anyways, okay. you were saying. So the gist is when I had a friend, male friend, only male friend I had, I'm like, Damn, I haven't had a male friend like in eight, nine, ten years. I mean, and, they really don't be shit, but it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I say that, and I only like <laughs> I talk to my male friends more than I talk to my female friends. That's why I kind of pause a little bit, but I was like, you know, exactly. I'm like, yeah, my, like how many, I got what is you and Rob? Oh, 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 oh! I got it. Oh, okay. Before we go into movies, we got to go back to friendship. Go ahead. Okay, so long story short, the former ceiling when it came to friendships was my friend was on probation, needed to get the fuck out of Florida. Between me and his mom, we paid, I paid $500 in his plane ticket to get back up again. Mm. 
God dang, you too good of a fucking friend, bro. That shit would have been a bus ticket all the way. But he was like my best friend. Like hanged out almost every day, taught me how to ride a bike kind of friend. Like I oh, okay, then yeah, nah, you right, you right, yeah, you were my dad and my brother all together. Yeah. So because then, then it's like, like that type of friendship is more like a family. It's more like family shit. So then I understand. Even though he was white. Oh, child. I mean. I would have been a godfather of two kids if I was. You could have put him on a bus. No. In the back. Again, I like vices and all. And I'm not saying I'm balling. All right, calm down. (laughs) But yeah, so for a long time. What's wrong with your friend? What's going on? So for a long time, Nat was the ceiling and he was a best friend. So I was like, okay, none of these new niggas are anywhere near that. But now this is a lot of shit that is putting that seat. This makes me question where the ceiling is. Mm-hmm. And I'm also in that kind of mindset of my heart is okay with it. My brain is okay with my, but I'm just like, that don't seem like a good fucking idea. Cause and what 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 what, bad, bad. what doesn't seem like a good idea? All of the things that you have planned with her, because it just seems like if she wasn't a female, I don't know if it would be a different frame of thinking. And I think that's part of it. Much like she's one of the few friends when I have my moments, as you've seen, that isn't like flipping out on me or telling or trying to do some other shit. Just is very chill about it. It's I appreciate that. Mm. But at the same time, it's like when your waitress is nice to you, that don't mean that they like you like that. Yeah, it just mean that they want that tip. It's their job to make you feel comfortable while you eat. <laughs> How did I set that fucking joke up? That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if you're really happy. Are you comfortable right now at this table? Because this is my table. I'm responsible for how you feel at this table. So I'm just debating in my head when I hang out with them whether or not I should even bring that up. Because I, ooh, I didn't tell you about that text chain that I sent, but we can talk about that later. Okay, we'll check. No, go ahead. Hold up. I keep forgetting that I edit this so I can cut what I want to cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's up? Long story short, I had a moment where I basically, what I just said to you, I said to her, and I think she handled it well, but of course, I think, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, but, you didn't really say much there. It's <laughs> a lot of not being sure. So well, the problem is you don't know how, how, like, how to conduct yourself or how to plan things out for when you get there or what? You, you don't want to do the whole universal and, and, and the fun things or like what's, what's the... I just feel like this is too much shit that I would do if I was dating someone. And of course, she's a good friend and all. And I mm-hmm. would like to have a good time. Because, mm-hmm. Like, at what point am I going to have to face the whole, when, what is the best way to put this? If she was unattractive to me, that would be one thing. But she is attractive. And I'm wondering how much of this is my brain, my heart just going on with it, with me just kind of like side-eyeing it and let it go. Mm, so are it seems like you're at a per, at a place where um excuse me it seems like you're at a place where you're kind of like mm, um mm, I'm doing a lot of girlfriend shit for you to just be my friend. Yeah, I don't know if that's kind of like I don't want to say fuck boy thoughts. 
No, it's it, it, it's not fuck boy thoughts though. Like it's legit. Like you you doing I'm I'm paying for a lot here and, and you not, you know, like I'm I set it up and granted like I wanted you to come cuz I know you got, got things going on or whatever, but it's just like all right, I you find her attractive or you like her? Both. Okay. Oh, so then, yeah, like it's just, like you you already dancing on a thin line. You already dancing on a dangerous line to be honest. I know when I had a friend like that before and I How had- How did that go? Oof. So I think I took her out for her birthday to this nice restaurant and Victor's Cafe in New York. It is a nice place. I like her. I need to go there again. But <laughs> I had this conversation. It was maybe like a little punk ass way to ask it maybe, but I mm-hmm. asked her, why haven't we ever dated? And it was, the answer was just like, why did I even ask this fucking question? Mm. It made you feel like, and uh, I, I, this is not an answer that I really wanted to know, type thing. Yeah, because it was about something. Of, I know one part was because I want to get married, kids, and she's not about that life. Okay. And the second part was something about emotions or something. Like the way that I received it was if it was a fuck buddy, friends, or benefits type of thing, that would work, but anything beyond that is a no. Mm. Now, granted, Years ago, my memory probably twisted the fuck out of this shit to what my emotions took it as. I so, mean, that'd be word for word. Uh, yeah, but the, the gist of it. Mm. So, like, here's my thing. When I used to deal with situations where it'd be like, all right, so in high school, like my first job was at like Sam Goody, and there was this dude that I started working with, and I had the biggest crush on that nigga <laughs> like i mean just the biggest crush everything about him was just like ooh ooh like he had a uh uh this is you know uh mid to well it was like what 2005 sam good and they got a business so it have to be back yeah then. i'm trying to remember if i was yeah cuz he was a senior i was sophomore he was him him and at the same age so it was like 2005 and like um like he had an Acura. It was um, what was this? An Integra. Damn, I ain't said that word in forever. He had an Acura Integra. Integra. Um, it was clutched out, and I was just whoo, baby. I, you know how I feel about driving stick. So it was like, oh, you drive stick. You look so good. And for some reason, it's so funny because for some reason I look back at these things and in those moments back then, like I'm like, oh, you. You so fine. You look just like Omarion. And I get older and I'm like, where did you look like Omarion at? Like, you never look like that nigga. What the fuck was I seeing? But I had liked him so much. And he had a girlfriend. And not only did he have a girlfriend, but he wasn't interested in me like that. And it was like, all right, well, I'm going to make you my best friend. That's why I don't. That's why I don't even like toy with the words best friend no more when it comes to like male friendships and stuff. Like I don't play that shit no more because like I knew then like I was trying to make you my best friend because I just wanted to be close to you. I just wanted to be in your life and I wanted you in my life. But I was hoping that if I be your friend long enough, you'd be like, oh yeah, I like you too. And that never came. I mean, granted, like I I hit it a couple of times, but it never went. And like, you know, later on in life, like it it, it was years after. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, this was like, um, when I started hitting that, it was probably like 21. Yeah, it was years after we started being friends. Um, So I hit a couple times or whatever, but then it was just like, I'm seeing that you genuinely 
you know, you don't have an interest in me like that. Like you care about me as your friend. Like, and that's, that's really all you see me as. So I just nipped that in the bud because I knew how I am. Like I, I knew that if, if I like you like that and you don't like me back in that same way, and I just try to keep you in my life, it's only going to make me like you more. It's going to make me mad at myself for liking you more. And it's going to make me mad at myself for teasing myself with, you know, this is, this is okay. This is okay for now. Like, nah, bro, that, that's not okay. I don't want to just be your friend. And if I can't, you know, be with you in the way that I would like to be with you, then there's really no point for me to keep you in a, a constant rotation of my friends. Like, you know what I'm saying? It don't, it don't make sense for me to hit you up every day and see how you doing or whatever, because those type of repetitive actions are going to make me like you more. going to make me feel more comfortable and is going to, in essence, mislead me. And that obviously it wouldn't even, it wasn't his intention, but it was me getting caught up in my feelings. And it is just like so much, shit. it's like a split screen and everything is going on in my head about, you know, liking him. And then you look on his screen and that shit ain't got nothing to do with me. You get what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it was just like, yeah, nah, I like you enough to know that I don't need to be close friends with you like that. Like, you cool. I see you in passing. What up? It's always going to be love, but I don't need to talk to you every day. I don't need an update on your life. I don't need to know what's going on with this and what's going on with that. Like, I have enough friends at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have enough male friends, platonic male friends. I don't need another one that I like. So if I like you, I don't want to be your friend. I'm good. Yeah, that situation exists for one, two, three people in my life. See? And it, 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 for me, I feel like my worry would be that I'd get hung up, especially if there's a void that I feel and then I feel like you're, you're filling it in. And then I always like, um, somebody I know, one of my homegirls, she had hit me up recently, and um, her, her and her man were like going through it. Like I don't want to say going through it, but he's just kind of shitty. And she started, um, like there was another guy that was working at her apartment complex that was kind of like, you know, showing her some interest. Like, oh, you're so beautiful, you know, I want to talk to you. Da -da -da. And so like she hung out with him once, and she called me like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm, I'm so smitten, and da -da -da. he got me feeling like, girl, bye. You don't feel none of that. It's just that you haven't had it in a while, and then when you get it, it feels so good that you feeling like it's him. And I'm like, nah, it's just that feeling. Like it, it's not him. You're not really into him because it's just a void that he you know, filled for the moment, something that he, he made you feel something that you hadn't felt in a while. And, you know, you're attached to that feeling, not necessarily to him, but if you misconstrue it and you think that you're attached, you know, you're attaching this good feeling to him specifically, then you're just going to be head over heels for this nigga. And he going to be looking at you like, bro, you doing the most right now. And that's what it was. She like, yeah, you know, I tried to call him. He ain't answer. You know, he said he wanted to hang out. And uh, or I asked him if we could hang out. He was like, yeah, he's pretty busy, but he'll get back to me. That was like three days ago. And I haven't heard from him. And I'm like, yeah, you, you, you scared him away. And it's not necessarily you. You know, it wasn't your person. It wasn't who you are. It's just how you are reacting to those feelings that you hadn't had in a while. It's causing him to be like, okay, this is a bit much. You like me a little too much than I'm ready for. And then that scares people off. So it's like, you know, when you playing with that line, you got to really be careful there because they start messing, they mess around and, and start filling the void that you've had for a while. And you 
don't know how to react to it or or maybe you do know how to react to it but either way if this if it feels good something that feels good you're going to want more of it's kind of like that drake line you used to say every other time which one you know i love drake why <laughs> would they fell into my lap or something oh uh, uh shit it's uh i know which song it's from too uh yeah, you're right though. It's something that fell into my lap. I ain't. I swear, something, something. Yeah, but that that line is basically about like him talking to a girl. He's like basically like I ain't really. I wasn't trying to fuck her, but like she was sad and not, you know, she, oh, shorty was pissed. She wanted the van. I'm sorry, it fell in my lap. Like that's really how it be going though. Like that's that's legit how it is. Like you, you, you just kind of get attached to what is there because of what you haven't had. Child, listen, that's that's a dangerous field to play in. So if you're playing in it, you just make sure you put a helmet over your heart, honey. Um, one I don't even be playing like that. Mm-mm. You can't don't even make me don't even make say something nice that I might blush. Don't do that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Mm, but I'm good with one and two. It's just other friends. Well, you just—you really just have to be careful. I mean, and 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 was it? Did you like them before establishing a friendship, or you established a friendship and started to like them? Okay, so now we got to go into the bigger picture of the story. <laughs> so I met them when I was working at. Okay. So, warning sign number one was you remember when Pathmark went out of business. Mm-hmm. So that was around the time of her birthday. So my black ass decided, oh, they're going out of business down the thing. We about to have ourselves a fucking birthday party. So red flag number one had the distance because my boss was like, mm, unless you're going to do that for everybody, flag on the play. Mm-hmm. So step back a little bit. She had a boyfriend at the time, so I wasn't trying to do nothing. So yeah, I left. For a different job that paid me more, thank the black Jesus. Hello. <laughs> I kept in touch. I was there for her baby shower and hanged out with her throughout the last how long have I known her now? This has definitely been a couple of years. Yeah, because I know you I'm pretty sure you've been out of like query for a minute, right? Oh definitely. So yeah, I've known her for at least four or five years at this point. Okay. So Getting to the meat of the story, left that she was still dating this dude and all that, but she was cool peoples. And usually with people that I like, they say or do something fucked up that pisses me off and I remind myself of that. Mm. Like for girl number one, she would cancel last minute so fucking much that she was unreliable. That pissed me off. That and she can't remember shit. Her memory is not that good. That alone, well, the memory, uh, I ain't got no beef with that, but like certain thing like you know canceling at the last minute that should be the 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 thing to say like all right well i can't like you as more than a friend because i can't you know that that's not something that i would tolerate in a relationship Mm -hmm. and on top of that if i don't contact her i don't hear from her ass at all i hate people like that and then with number two i liked her in college but then when that fizzled i'm like okay move the fuck on but they contacted me so it's kind of like that cycle of you cool and I used to like you, but and I don't really want to foster this relationship too much, yet you're a nice person at the same time. Mm-hmm. He falls off and disappears for weeks, months at a time, too. So it's like, 
mm, this is a red flag and you're triggering all my father issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, you a trigger. I got to get away from you. Yeah, I talked to my <laughs> the other day too. Um, but with this girl, at this point, she, out of all my friends and people I know, only her and my mother remember what day my birthday was and said it. So I was like, you know what? You're fucking with me. Pretty much. <laughs> like what you said, where that person's kind of filling the void, because usually I don't fuck on my birthday because I at some point I got so pissed off that people I don't give a shit about can remember it, but the people I want to actually say some shit never do. So at the same so at some point I was just like, fuck it, don't nobody acknowledge my fucking birthday. <laughs> but she did in a minute. Mm-hmm. So I think it's definitely what she was talking about where it's like filling that void and I'm trying to like, like I just said, emotionally, I'm already there. Mentally, I'm spending money. So apparently I'm already there financially. But yeah. thinking to myself, I don't know if this is like filling the void, like you said, putting a placeholder in or if it's like a genuine thing. And I'm just, like I think we mentioned the last episode, I just don't want to deal with a no rejection or possibly that proverbial, you will express yourself a little bit too much. You lose a friendship in the process. Mm, that part I just alright so what you would have to do is probably assess if it's which feelings are stronger like you do you care more about her uh, from the friendship aspect or do you care more about her from that relationship aspect and if it's the relationship aspect and you don't see it being a pro, uh, being worth uh, worth the pursuit or worth you know the putting things into jeopardy da 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 or jeopardizing a friendship, then I just say scale it back and just do what you would do for a friend and and nothing more. Because low key, what it could be like, I mean, you're you're a genuinely a nice person from what I see, and you're genuinely a generous person. But it seems like you may be trying to use your generosity, not necessarily saying this is what it is, but it could be construed as this: like you're trying to use your generosity to get her to see that, you know, the depths of the ways that you care about her or whatever, or that, you know, that you like her. And it's just like, at the end of the day, if, if you're not receiving um, the feeling that it's, it's a mutual thing, then it's like, scale it back, bro. Don't keep wasting your money. Cause not for nothing. If you wanted to, I mean, like if you wanted to put money out, at least get some pussy back in return. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if you buy stuff, at least get something for it. Like you, you, you dropping money, money like that. You ain't you ain't. This ain't no you know. Here's a gift card type of friendship. Like you 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 over here really spending on her. And not saying that that's a problem because it ain't tricking if you got it. But it's still a matter of like even if it doesn't dent your pocket, it's 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 the 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 message behind it. You know what I'm saying? It's the message behind. You might be doing these things just from the kindness of your heart or because you like her or whatever. And then she may be just, she may, I don't know how she's going to receive it, but it, you know, most of the time women ain't going to stop nobody from paying for them. You know, whether they like them or not, like you say you want to pay someone. I'm going to give you one of those fake. No, you shouldn't. And then you assist again. Well, since you insisted. Like, there's like the fake wallet reach. Like, oh, I, I got it. <laughs> you gonna stop me, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm almost at my pocket. You gonna tell me you got it or no? You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, assess where you feel 
you're coming from like when you do things for her are you coming are you doing it because that's your friend or are you doing it because you you see something more than a friendship and then work from there if you feel like she's not reciprocating the the energy that you're giving her then scale it back one thing one thing that i've learned is time and energy do not waste it like because there's there's uh, the uh, what was that page that we was talking about with the the the? How do you say is it? if it's male to female? I mean, if it's female to to male, it's trans men, right? Female to male is trans men, yeah. Yeah, like that trans man with the uh. Oh, the person on Facebook. Yeah, I don't like I, that that dynamic. Okay, for y'all who don't know, I came across this page. Ooh, don't laugh. I'm not trying to laugh. It was just wild how I came across the page. Like I, I don't know. I like I think it, I don't know who it was. One of them ratchet pages that I be in, and I laughed because of the way that they looked in the original video that I saw. Like Sun Lips was chapped. It's like Sun looked bad, bad. Like not like you ugly, but just like bad, like. You ain't want to wash your face before you got on the camera. You ain't put no chapstick on. I mean, you got like the white stuff. Like, it was just a bad look. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I'm confused. So I start going to the page and I'm like listening to what they're saying. And the dude, all right, so the man's sitting on another man's lap. And I'm like, okay. But the the man, like the dude, she, the, the trans man, but he was sitting on the man's lap and, you know, he's like, yeah, something, something, something. What caught me was the dude was like, yeah, da 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 bay this, bay that. But he had the, 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 the flamboyant accent. So I'm like, okay, so I'm confused. So then I'm starting looking and the person, like the, the default picture was, it has something to do with a baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm a little bit confused. So I go to the page and the trans man was like kissing the baby. So I'm like, okay, this was before I actually realized it was a trans man. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's just like a lesbian, you know, mother type thing. So I go further and I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. And like, I start seeing these pictures. Apparently, how was, I don't know if you remember, was she, did he transition first? No, he had the baby and then transitioned after, right? I'm looking through that page. You looking at it now? He's a cute child. Yeah, the baby was cute. But either way, so this, the dynamic of the relationship was something like it was the woman and she was with the man and they had the baby and then she decided that she was going to start to transition to a man. So now it's, you know, the man and the boyfriend. And, you know, they're in a relationship raising. Now, I saw so much strength from that because like how would most of us respond if our partner just came to us and was like, yeah, so this vagina ain't for me, beloved. I mean, that's the real question of if your love has conditions or not. That part. And that's that's another thing when we talk about um, like, oh, I want unconditional love. At all love has some type of condition. I mean condition, you ain't got standards. Yeah. Huh? Wait, say that again. If you don't have conditions, then you don't have standards. That part. I mean, because at the end of the day, if you tell me if you do this, that, and third, then it's over. Then all right, cool. But I mean at the same time, does that mean that you stop loving that person or is it just that they tested a boundary? 
Well, it's like they say on the show, Black Loves. People gonna evolve and change throughout their lives. So you have to keep falling in love with them. That part, that is so true. Yeah, that is so true. But yeah, so that 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 story in itself, like you know, I mean, not for nothing. The guy, like I said, the boyfriend had the accent already, the flamboyant accent. So it could be that he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm definitely with this." <laughs> but either way, like it just shows you, like there is really somebody out there for everybody. Like it don't matter what type of love dynamic you're looking for. There is somebody out there that's like, "Oh yeah, I like that shit too." What I never understand is why you gotta flip people off in the pictures so much. <laughs> Yo, do you ever like? I ain't gonna say. Like I noticed that some when I see some trans men, it seems like they're doing the most to be extra aggressive. Well, it's like when it's a trans woman, they're doing the most to seem extra feminine. You know, because sure. at the same time, you want that you want to seem fish and seem very real. So it's kind of like if you're gonna. That sounds so disrespectful. So I may need to pause on that. <laughs> I think the idea is there's safety in presenting yourself as the gender that you see, you feel you are, see yourself as whatever the proper ter terminology is. Because otherwise, if you seem like you're not fished, and as they say in the um, Netflix documentary Disclosure, then you're presenting yourself as a potential threat and you're going to, not a potential threat. What's the way I'm trying to say this? I don't know. I was hanging on. When she said potential, I'm like, threat? Hmm, I'm going to have to ask him how. <laughs> the word isn't threat. The word, I think, is, I was when I said threat, I meant like in terms of, you know, men with issues about their own gender and what they sexually enjoy. Mm, um, 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 I don't want to say, not insecure, but. Um... Not fetish. That's not the word. I um, think I know what you mean, though. Such a show because I'm dancing around this because it's like I. Really it's a sense, yeah, it's a sensitive topic. It's like how can you say it without being offensive type thing? But that puts me also in the mind of um, what's what's her name, Flame Monroe. Mm -hmm. I love he she we. <laughs> yes, I I love I love yep. Mm -hmm. But doesn't uh does doesn't Flame and Marcus only date uh stud women? Yep. You get what I'm saying? So this is like. And the, the dynamics are just like, whoa, there's really somebody out there for you. So if you feel like you wake up tomorrow, you want to be whatever it is that you want to be, there's somebody out there that's like, oh, I like that shit. This is new. I like this. Come on. Let me see. But it also, you got to add that thing is, if you want to find that person half the time, you just can't pray to God and hope they find you. Oh, hell no. Mm -mm. Nope. You got to put yourself in a position. You got to put yourself in the spaces where they will be able to find you. And with that note, when people talk about how they keep finding ain't shit people, look where you keep going. <clears throat> Hello. Hello. Shoot. My sister, like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of her male friend. So I'll be trying to encourage her to, like, interact with other friends. And she's like, well, it's quarantine. Where I'm going to meet somebody, I sent her right into the uh, CH. <laughs> I know. I saw her. She had me. Mm -hmm. Sent her right in the CH. As soon as they gave me an extra invite, huh? Take this. You don't have to go out. You you know what I mean? And, 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 and you work your way in. You sit in. You listen to a couple conversations. Maybe them conversations will inspire you in different ways and move you in different ways. And you know what I'm saying? And so forth. Because I know one, there was one... Uh, 
I don't know if I talked about this here or what, but I sat in on a on a on a room. It was a fat phobia room. And I said on the last episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then yeah, I don't need to repeat it. But yeah, so it's just like, you know, you, it'll inspire some type of thought or, you know, move you in some type of way. But my goal is to get her inspired and moved and maybe, you know, moved on to somebody else. Cause I don't mm-mm. Do I need to cut that or no? No, you don't have to cut it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's genuinely just me caring about like, and because sometimes you you do look at people and you're like, yo, I see so much more. Like you, you deserve more. You deserve better. And you know, you get people like my sister and other people who I've seen with these really good hearts, and it's just like, bro, like, mm-mm. nope, nope, cut that nigga loose, cut him. And I think that's probably one of my major issues is I can't just say shit like that to somebody. I have to get involved because it's like I keep saying that shit and it's just like me trying to like, what's the best way to put it? Like I have what on their table talk, Jada Pinkett was talking about how she has that helper issue where she can't Mm. just her opinion, validate your shit. She has to get involved. Otherwise, it just doesn't feel like they're really... It, yeah, I, I I feel like with with her, that's where I am. Like, I'm telling myself now, like, all right, well, you got to kind of, you know, move back and let her experience, you know, whatever she's going to experience. But that's my sister. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, I'm all about to tear up and shit. That's my sister. Fuck tears. <laughs> Word. Like, but that's my sister. So if I see that she's not completely happy, that that bothers me. I've always been like that. So it's like if I know that that and it, it offended me because it's like you know you got this person who's like making it seem like this is this is this and this is this, but it, it the the actions aren't matching what the words are, and it's frustrating for me. But I gotta stay in my place as a sister because it's her life. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you see somebody that you care about going through certain things, you're like, bro, I don't. Mm-mm. And then I'm the little sister. I've always been rah rah. So it's like, bro, like I even with my mother, like I don't care, bro. If I don't like you, if I think that you you being a piece of shit, then I I I can be cordial, but I'm still gonna be mean. You know what I'm saying? Like I can be cordial, I could be nice and smiling and smile at you as I'm telling you that you're an asshole and that I want you to leave, and you're gonna think that I'm joking, but I'm not. <laughs> You know, and it's, it's just why I'm like, I would love to see you because like when you when you break it down, everything in her life is happening as it should be or everything that she wanted and prayed for is happening. So it's like, you know, that's the that's the the one of the last things that she is on her that's on her list that she ain't get to yet. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, bro, you like you just you look at people and you're like, bro, you're too you're too dope to be like dealing with the likes of these non-dope people like what is ugh? don't lower yourself it makes me think about um what movie it's some christmas movie i'm trying to put the face in it um i like christmas i love holiday movies Did you no I, I, i'm not going all the way into the holiday scene i'm just saying it's, it's a line from the movie um i want to say it was this christmas it was this christmas that's the one with chris brown right and lauren london Ooh, yeah, because he starts singing and it's Christmas. Yeah. Um, where the oldest sister, um, the mother says something to the oldest sister, like, you know, don't you want somebody? And she was like, Mama, maybe I just don't want to settle. 
And that's really what it comes down to. Like, maybe, like, you know, if you, certain people, I see like, okay, okay, you go ahead and settle. But then, uh, like, certain people like my sister, I look, no, you, no, mm-mm. there's too much greatness up in there. Mm-mm. Nope. You like the bacon shit? No, mm-mm. Can't be baking no pies for no niggas that don't deserve the pie. No, mm-mm. Nope, save your powers. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. you feel anything different? Oh, you mean that whole 25th thing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it even the full moon tonight? I don't know. They keep saying an hour past sundown. Sundown been an hour ago, and I ain't, I I ain't trying to fly, but at the end of the day, I'm waiting to see if somebody else get a little flight first. And I'm thinking maybe I'm just too light-skinned, you know what I'm saying? Like Maybe that's the problem, but either way. I'm only a couple of shades darker than you, so it would skip over me too. Exactly. So that's why maybe it's a faint power. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, we've been on this for a while, so let's go ahead and jump into the movies real quick. <laughs> um, did you watch any of those holiday movies? <laughs> um, I'm gonna be honest with you, I ain't look at the list. <laughs> I seen like I seen one, two, three, and I was like, all right, no, just scroll past. <laughs> <laughs> well, we back to. <laughs> Uh, did you please get to watch the screen of the Sylvie's Love? I, 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 I didn't, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because I set up my time, I set up my reservation and whatnot, and mm. then I remembered that I don't have email notifications. So I set it up, and then like on the 18th, I was like, I think I was supposed to do something, and I went into <laughs> my emails, and it was like your screening. I don't know what should said yesterday. I was like, oh, well, we tried. We took the first two steps, which is important. Maybe next time we can get to the third. <laughs> Especially because all these screeners are now online. That too. That too. But um, I did watch Ma Rainey. The Ma Rainey I, movie. I'm telling you, I ain't stepping you. That's going to be in my I list. loved that. I'm like, wait, why don't we say that? Like, they, they really be killing I ain't studying you. <laughs> I loved it. Viola Davis is... I like Monique when she played the role in uh in the Bessie movie with Queen Latifah. I liked her there, but can't nobody touch a motherfucking role like Miss Davis. Can't I, nobody touch a role like her, man. What I liked about her in that role is she wasn't this like crying, boogers all over her face character who just seemed like they've been beaten all their life. Okay, calm down. She played in Fences and did a little snot. You don't got to keep bringing that up. Oh, the Fences, the Help. A lot of her major like roles like that and also Doubt, the ones she gets acclaimed for is usually when she's like this downtrodden, dark-skinned black woman struggling. I... You know what I'm not, yeah, but you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't care about the awards. I don't, I don't care about the awards when it comes to her because fuck them awards like I'm, I'm from a culture where we've all we're in the process of shifting out of okay your your awards don't mean shit to me because for me like the feeling that she gives like I get you know the roles that she's played but every role that she's played she's brought it and I don't think there was anybody else who could have brought it like that so I don't see it as her just being a down, the bad, uh, you know, in a bad way of black woman or, you know, a bad way dark woman. I see it as this is a role that she can do. Like nobody can cry like she can. Nobody can make you feel like I watched there was a thread on, I think, embracing black culture. 
on Instagram. I don't know if you follow that page. And they had like a, a, a thread of just her. And yeah, a lot of the roles was her you know, crying or or whatever like that, like, you know, but it's her bringing that emotion. It's her that, it's her evoking that feeling from the viewer. I can't, I'll cry watching, you know, scrolling through it. And some of the movies I hadn't even seen. And mm. it's just those moments. It's like, okay, they showing you 30 minutes, 30 seconds to a minute of her in this scene. And I'm sitting here with tears in my eyes like, God damn, I wish she would hug me. You know what I hope she's in next? What? I want her to be in Sister Act 3. Uh, as who? As one of the nuns. Oh, okay. I thought you was going to say as Whoopi. Not as Whoopi, but I agree. Because when you look I at her, like it's, you see her funny as shit. I want to see her in a comedy role. But hasn't she played a funny role before? Oh, comedies, comedies. Let me look up her life real quick. I feel like she played something that was that made me laugh. Before. In the United States of Terror, her role was kind of a comedic role, but that was a while ago. United States of Terror, where yeah. where Terror had all the personalities. Yes, she was in that. I'm gonna have to go back and watch. I haven't watched that in years. She was. I remember a, Buck though. <laughs> Buck she was an artist in that one who worked with um, Brie Larson when she was on. Yeah, Brie Larson. I think it's her name. She was making her, oh my God, she had the most perfect quote that I tried to live by. Oh my blackest Jesus. From what movie? No, from that show. It was such a good bloody quote. On uh, the United States of Terror? Absolutely, Oprah. It was something about don't use somebody to recharge and then abandon once you feel full. Say that again? I'm trying to get the right words, Holmes. Uh, thank goodness for me keeping this deviant art, even though I don't even touch this stuff anymore. Where's all them quotes at? All I see is these drawings I used to do. Mm -mm. Look at my life. You know I'm going to cut this little thing of me trying to get my life together, but that's uh, a <laughs> It's like timestamp. Uh, you best believe it. Ooh, okay, this is from like 2010, so it should be like there somewhere. Um, United. No, you devil woman. Iola. Yes, here we go. Everybody accesses everybody, but when you do your soul work with people, then you hurry home and hide out when your battery is recharged. That's using. Yeah, that was a lot of words. Want me to slow it down? <laughs> yeah. Everybody accesses everybody, but when you do your soul work with people, then you hurry. Your home and hide out when your battery's recharged, that's using. Mm. Yeah, that didn't hit me the way it hit you, but it good hit, quote. <laughs> it hit me because it's one of those things where what is it? What is a good example? What is a good example? Like a lot of people, even though I don't have that kind of relationship with you, people think I'm funny or whatever, and they want to come do all that joyous shit, while, and then after that, they leave off and not give me energy back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely get that. But again, that's why you got to protect your peace, man. It's And it's, I say that and it's not, it's easier said than done. Cause I still like, I'm so, whew, mm, I'm still trying to work on not allowing um, others to get under my skin when it's like, cause for me, I, I'm like, I can't tell if you're intentionally trying to make me feel a way or if you're just being you and that 
and I'm just so triggered that it makes me feel away. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just not, I'm not healed enough mm-hmm. to that. So it's like I can't tell. So I stay to myself when it when when those things happen. You know, because mm-hmm. it's like intention is a big thing. You know, yeah. intention is a bit plays a big part of peace, outward and inward. So it's like if your intention is to disturb my peace, then I need to be stronger than your intention. And I'm still trying to find that type of strength you know, for certain people. Because some people, if I don't really have to deal with you on a regular basis and you disrupt my peace, like with that, with, with, with my homeboy, where he wanted to be friends again, I'm like, I mean, we could like, we could t- friend date type thing and, and see if this is going to be a, a, a working friendship. Like if, if we can make this work, but outside of that, I can't allow you into my space just willy nilly because you already shown me that like, you know, not that it's not necessarily that you've shown me, but the way that your life is spinning, it's not in a uh, orbit that's that's well for my peace and vice versa. My the way my shit spins, it might not be well for your peace because I'm not going to censor myself on certain things that maybe you need censored to protect your peace. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah, you were about to say something. I was just going to say I felt that in a way because I think. At my old job, I was just silent and not like trying to communicate much, especially because it was mostly men, so I was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And they would push it like to the point where I would just say, anytime they asked me how it was, the word decent would pop up, how was your weekend decent, all that. And I think when I went to this job, I tried to switch that. Mm-hmm. And I decided I was going to tell everything, give everything. And not. And when you said that about intention, I was thinking to myself, Am I doing that because I want to seem open? Am I trying to make friendships? What is the end goal of telling all my business here? Mm-hmm. Is it like I'm approachable? Or is it just because after going through like a year and a half or more where I was just not talking to people miserable, am I just trying to flip it on? Yeah, exactly. I, that part. I can, I can definitely relate to that, that part where it's just like I haven't done it in so long. So it's like I don't even know if I'm doing this right. You know what I'm saying? Like I haven't opened, I haven't been able to open up in this manner in so long. And it's like I don't even know if this is something that I I can. If I, am I doing this right? Do you, is this okay for you? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's one of those. Like I don't even want this anymore. Exactly. Yeah, no, I definitely get that. And it, but again, like when, when you're asking, like where what's the end game here? Why do I feel like I need to 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 do this or to to say this or to 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 be like this? What what am I trying to gain from this? Why do I feel like this is necessary? You know, just, you know, over explaining yourself or whatever. And it's, it's like, oh, over explaining myself is a bad habit. Oh, I, I just. And then you just dig up, dig it. You dig a deeper hole trying to explain what you're and, saying. And that's why you need certain friends. Like, Rob will not let me explain myself to anybody. The second that I start to explain myself, he'll look at me like, why are you explaining yourself to this nigga right in front of the person? Like, best friend, I got to explain herself to you. You know what I'm saying? And then it catches me like I really don't. I, that's just like that that Facebook incident earlier. Like I don't have to respond to you. I don't have to explain this to you. You know what I'm saying? Like and like you said, dig yourself deeper in the hole. And then you're you're explaining yourself to try to get out of the hole. And it's just like, why do I care here? <laughs> like, if you don't believe me then 
or if you you don't understand it and I I give it to you on the surface like okay where's this that and third and you hit me with like well why, hold on now I'm not I'm not about to take this further to try to get you to understand I put it out there and if you can't receive that then uh but I'm not about to drive myself crazy to try to make you understand the vibe. Mm. The vibe. how did you feel about the vibe between Ma Rainey and her boys yeah back to Viola Davis um maybe but that's that's just it like it from what I've you know because once I find somebody that I'm interested in especially like historical people I go mm. back and I like look it up but that seems to have been just the way she was she ain't take no shit like so I feel like in that specific time mm -hmm. like oh you bold but again that 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 all goes to show you like how you like you demand and then when you don't get what you're demanding you move on you mm -hmm. notice she kept saying i don't need to be here i can go back to my tour that's a beautiful position to be in where you're saying to them you need me I don't need you right now. And I feel like because she put herself in that position, like Chadwick Boseman said, or like Levy said in the movie, you know, um, when he starts talking about how Ma was, how, you know, the white man come and the white man ask her what she need or the white man this and, and to her and she, she, you know, do this. And even though they, they, you know, they, they countered that, the the band the rest of the band countered that with how the white people don't care it's still a matter of when you interact with her there is a level of respect you are going to bring to her and if you don't bring it she's going to step to you and i think when somebody demands that type of respect especially a woman and especially a, a dark skin you know um uh she was a little hefty but you know a dark skin hefty woman suit. huh that was a fat suit no I, my rainy was really hefty though oh i meant like there. Yeah, in real life. Like, I'm not talking about just the character. I'm talking about, like, her period. When mm. you demand that type of respect, it, it it trickles over. You know what I'm saying? If you walk with this, with your head held in the manner of, ain't nobody about to, ain't nobody finna play me. Ain't nobody finna come over here and fuck with me. Then it, it carries over. People will see that, you know what, I, I don't, even if they can get the upper hand on her, it's just, I don't even feel like dealing with it. I could tell she's gonna be a headache. I could tell that she means what she says, so I'm just going ahead and give her the respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it wasn't like she'd be backing down. I watched, I watched the Bessie Smith movie, and I watched this movie, and in both movies, they they characterize her as a don't take no shit type of woman. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you don't take no shit, that's from any one period. But I definitely. Um, and then on top of that, it wasn't, she didn't take any shit, but then she looked out for her people. Mm -hmm. So it was like the manner in which she was doing everything is like, nah, I'm y'all, you white people can kiss my ass. I'm here because this is going to help my people. You know especially what I'm saying? Her nephew. Yeah. Especially her nephew. And that, that, that's that got me <laughs> Did it? Because she stuck by him even when the black people were saying, this is a fucked up situation. Why are you doing this? And exactly. She like, he going to get it. And she said, if I, I pay for it, then like, I, I make more money. I'll make this thing more money than anybody else. Well, I, no. Mm -mm. You go ahead and we're going to do it till you get it right. Go ahead, baby. But think about the level of confidence that put in him. 
Mm-hmm. You know, knowing like, okay, these motherfuckers over here, they they think that I, I can't do it. Like, I'm I'm just a problem. Like, I'm gonna be the burden. And here she go telling me like, nah, I told him that I was going to give him this part and I'm going to keep my word. And like, I've been trying to teach my kids, your word is, is, is really all you, all you have. You know what I'm saying? Jay-Z quote, my word and my balls is all I have. That's it. Like, I mean, I don't have no balls, but you, you get what I'm saying. Yes. He said, what you going to box me, homie? I could dodge a jab. That lets you know right there, like you, I'm not concerned about anything else. Like I'm gonna hold my word. I'm not. I'm not worried about, you know what I mean. The the repercussions of holding my word. If I said it, then that's what I meant. If I say he gonna do the intro, then he he, he gonna do the intro. <laughs> but what I also liked is even when it came to like Levy and Cutler and the whole situation around that. Mm. Like she understood where they're coming from, and she would still play with them afterwards. But at the same time, she never played either in front of the kid or behind the scenes. She never would Sylvester put him put made it seem like he was not worthy of something. And right. I think like we really have to appreciate how be a black woman back then and now. They will take a project person, believe in them, and if you show that you are worthy of that faith, they will love you forever. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Malcolm X quote it's in one of my books. Um fuck. That just means I need to reread them all. Um it's something about how a black woman can't oh, black women can't can't resist something about educating an un- uneducated person. So it basically, in layman's terms, it was something to the likes of like a black woman can't look at a, a, a black man. I don't know if it, if it was specifically a black man, but a black woman can't look at a man or a person, an uneducated person, and just let them be uneducated type thing, like without schooling and without trying to help them. I, I, I now I'm gonna have to go through all my my Malcolm X books and see which one. I think it was. I want to say it was in an autobiography because the other book that I read wasn't by him. It was by somebody else. But yeah, um, like, but that that's really what it comes down to. Like, you know, I hate to say like black women take on projects or whatever, but yeah, when we care about somebody, we don't want to see you down. We want to see you. In, we want to see you in the way that we see you. And when I say that, I don't mean like, I'm looking at you right now and I want to see you how I'm looking at you. No, it means that I'm looking at you right now, but I see you differently. I see you different from what you're presenting in front of me. I see you different from what the people view you as. Like I see you, I see your potential. I see where you could be. And I just want to push you to that point. Like I want you to be the best version of yourself and I want to help you tap into that because a lot of the times you got to think about it like this. As a as a, a culture, you know, we've been conditioned, especially black men, you know, throughout the years, conditioned to believe we are less than. You know what I'm saying? To believe that we're we're just not as good as them. You know what I'm saying? And then when you get a black man who throughout the years been told, like, eh, you ain't that good, you ain't you ain't good enough, you ain't good enough. You know what I'm saying? And you, you, for a woman to look at you and see that the world has been coming down on you, the world has been coming down on you, and you starting to believe the world, nah, mm-mm. They don't see you 
You know what I'm saying? Like they don't see you. They see you, but they don't see you. And most black women, we can't just overlook that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, you can't just be another nigga out here for what they see. Like, especially when we know, we know that you, you have king potential. We know, you know what I mean? You king body. Like we understand that. But a lot of the times society will diminish the man to where it's diminish the black man, especially to where they lose sight of that. And then they become, you know, projects. Because it's not like we're doing it, we're trying to build you up for our own self. Nah, we're building you up because this is where you're supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? We're not, we not building you up, we're rebuilding. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're, we're helping you get back to your original greatness. The greatness that was you before the world took that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Black women, we look at it, it's not necessarily, quote unquote, a project. It's just us restoring, restoring you back to your original dopeness before the world fucked it over, before the world told you you wasn't shit. So, yeah. Oof. That's a word. That's just. Mm. Yeah, because I like. You know how I get when I talk about people and their potential. Mm-mm. I know. I had learned to dial that down a long time ago. Though. Hmm. Hmm. You ain't going to be around me acting like you ain't great. You crazy as hell. No, yeah. I've had more so like seeing people's potential and trying not to get frustrated over them not hitting it as quick as I think they can or should. And you know what? I see. I see you. I see a lot of that in you as well. Like, like the way that I am when I get like how I get frustrated with Rob because I'm like, bro, you like you it's talents here. You got these talents, put these talents to work. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be feeling like, yo, I see you so much further than, you know, where you are right now. Just because, you know, I like I think you're dope and I think the world would think you're dope if you put yourself out there, that type of thing. And I think that you look at people and you see that same thing. So, but again, it's just like you said, the frustration of you gotta just kind of let people get into their own greatness. And fuck that, you take it to them. I mean, you gotta sometimes remind people that they are seen and that, yeah, just that they are seen. Yeah, no, see, I just be going off. I <laughs> get like. Because you do that hard press. I like a soft approach when it comes to people. Mm-mm. No, I just go off. Because, like, we don't. We passed that. Like sometimes, like and then I guess maybe it's like a uh a, a, a projection mm-hmm. from myself because I know that I'm not living up to my potential. So when I see other people not living up to their potential, I get offended. And I don't know why. It's just like, bro, you you too fucking great to be sitting there. Like, remember when you was getting trying to get jobs and shit? And I'm like, bro, why you ain't putting all this extra shit that you do on your 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 job on your uh resume? Well, because I don't know, man, fuck all of that. You got a whole ass business over here that you running. You doing mad shit. That that transfers over. People want that. People like there's like when I when I speak of you and this is like, you know, 
it's, you know, not that I don't usually talk, tell people the great things that I say about him, but when I speak about you, bro, it's just like, yo, this nigga goes manic and he just makes shit happen. I've never seen somebody just do shit like that before. And it's like, for me, when I look at you, I don't see you just being in that position that you are at your job. And if your boss is listening, oh, well. I don't see you just being in that position. I see you because <laughs> I know you be having, I know she'd be listening, but I see you being so much more. And it's not like, you know, oh, you're not living up to your potential. No, I just know that you are on your way somewhere. And that's why I was so adamant about you getting on a clubhouse because I feel like, or a CH, because I feel like if I'm, if I'm finding different ways to gain from it, and I know that I'm not living up to my potential, but I like, and I know your work ethic and I know your business mentality. So it's like, if I'm, if I'm benefiting from this and I don't have, you know, the same work ethic, the same business mentality, the same, uh, 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 patience and what's it, the persistence, all of that shit, the, the consistency as you do, it's like, bro, you need to get on this because I feel like there's going to be some, there's going to be a conversation that hits. There's going to be a network that hits. There's going to be a link that hits. That's going to move all of your shit so far out of here because I don't believe that you are going to, are like that you are just meant to be in that role. I mean, it's a, it might be nice now, a stepping stone or whatever, but I feel like maybe even sometime next year, something's going to pop and you're going to be the fuck out of here. And, you know, so when I go off on you, it's because I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? Like, put your shit out there. Stop playing with yourself. Like, not playing with yourself like that. But, you know, stop playing with it. Like, you you, you dope and you need to get out of it. That's why I'm like, yo, don't. I know you got your, your, your things about you from the past or whatever. But at the end of the day, I don't know the old you. I don't know you before you got here. All I know is, you know, the person that I met on motherfucking Craigslist. So, <laughs> and now not in the back pages. It was it was a writing gig that he he was looking for writers, but that's that's what I know. I know the greatness from there. And even then, like prior to us even meeting or speaking in person or speaking on the phone or whatever, prior to all of that, like I seen you were different and you were special. I seen like you were going places. So I don't know how you make the shit happen that you make happen, but you do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when I see you doubting yourself or feeling down about yourself, I'm like, bro, oh boy, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and let you act like you're not fucking dope, beloved. Like that's just that. I just think it's the disconnect because it's it's like when I tell you you're dope and all that, and it's mm. like, yes, you receive it, but it's like, but things are not happening in such a way where it's like mm -hmm. more like, it's, ooh, prime example, it's like when you're young and somebody tells you, like, your uncles, aunts, whatever, older people in your family, that you're attractive and all that, but you don't like, well, then how come this person doesn't like me, yada, yada, yada. It's mm -hmm. like, it's connect between what you're saying to me and what's actually happening in my life. Mm -hmm. But then what I'm learning is that it's the, the disconnect there is only because there's not enough exposure. If you only show yourself to three people then only three people have the chance to say you're dope or not. And if they say that you're not dope or if they don't give you the reaction that you're looking for, then you allow, like then this, those three people have determined what you see about or what you, you know what I mean? Your motivation, mm -hmm. how hard you're going. So it's like, um, kind of like in the four agreements when they say, don't take anything personal, mm. be it good or bad. 
you know? And that, I probably need to read that again. That's I really still cool. have your book. <laughs> what, my alchemist? Yes. Really? I thought you were Oh, no worries. Um, because you know, I, I like I, I found a copy online, so whenever I needed to, to double back to it, I do. But um, yeah, like in the four agreements, and it says don't take anything personal, whether it's good or bad. Like, and it's not like it, people say things to you, and it sounds good. It's like, oh, that sounds wonderful. But then you take it so personal that when somebody else doesn't say the same thing, you kind of like, whoa, why does that not feel good? You know what I'm saying? Why is that hitting me like that? So it's mm. like. You can't, if you're only showing yourself to a handful of people, then only a handful of people can give you feedback. And if that feedback doesn't match what you, what you hope for, what you're, what's going to move you, then it might push you to not want to show any more people your work. And then it's like, but who's to say that, you know, there's so many other people outside of those five people. You know what I'm saying? So it's not that you're trash. It's just you didn't find your, your tribe yet. You know what I'm saying? You didn't find the people, you didn't find your audience. Cause I always tell people, especially like as coming up as like a writer and, yeah. you know, dealing with um, developing artists and stuff, I will always tell them like, listen, if you, if you like it, then that's that. Like, I mean, I might not like it. I might tell you that shit whack, but guess what? I'm one person. And that yeah. just means that it's not for me. If I don't like something, that just means it's not for me. If I write something and people take offense to it, you're not the audience that I was intending it for. The audience that I was intending it for, they're going to understand what I'm trying to say. They're going to understand what the message is here. They're going to receive it. And if you don't receive it, then it ain't for you. Because mm -hmm. how they say what's for you won't miss you and what misses you ain't for you. So if I, if I produce something and it misses you, guess what? It wasn't for you. You're not the person I'm talking to. Move. You, you in the way. So when I tell you you're dope, if you get out there and you feel like you're not enough people, you know, ain't ain't showing you that, then all right, well, maybe I need to find more people. Excuse me. You can unfollow me. You, you're taking up space for somebody who might actually want to see my work. And we gotta find a way to get this back to mommy and these black bottom. That, that thought. Um, I need to work on transitions. Um, okay, let's talk about Chadwick Boseman and 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 you said that in CH that somebody had mentioned that he was like screaming to God through the character. Yeah, because you know at that time he was dying of um, which cancer did he have? Prostate. Or was it? it was prostate or colon? Um, I want to say colon. But either way, yeah, he they, that was the hard part for me to watch. Oh, it's cancer, yep. Yeah, that was the hard part for me to watch because it was like, yeah. Um, oh, it's nine o'clock. She's about to kick me out. Um, <laughs> it was like not saying that he didn't do a good job because he did. He did an excellent job. Especially he acted his ass off. He gave us some Viola Davis snots. And what I loved about it is it's one of the few characters I know him for that isn't based off of somebody I already am familiar with. It is mm. holy his character. It is holy him. Not him as James Brown, Burger Marshall, Black Panther. It is Chadwick Boseman in front of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And on top of that, Levy was a fictional character. So definitely. When he was going off about, and it was like, 
Ooh, there was so many levels. Like for one, mm. when you talk about that white man smiling in his face and getting ready to fuck him up when he gets the chance, I was like, yes. mm-hmm. and, um, when he was talking about you don't don't study me on how, on the white man. I know about the white man. I smile on the white man. Don't worry about my smile. But then I, I felt so bad for him when he, especially because just the little things like when he was talking to Studevant about his music his songs. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was stepping up on, you can see him when he was going up on that staircase because he felt like he was really getting out of there. And then when it hit him, when it wasn't going to happen, he stepped back down. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see how his spirit rose and he was touching his near the sun and his ass went right back to earth. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those situations where it was just like, dang. But I mean, despite all of that, he didn't have to do my boy like that. I think at the, that point, he was at a breaking point. Yeah, naturally. about Because and you know what that brought me to? Um, that particular part brought me to the conversation. Um, well, this boy wanted to be. I know that's not the remote. Hold on. Because, you know, my son on punishment. He can't watch TV. This nigga used the remote as a book uh, bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> Child, that's a whole nother topic in itself. I might actually have to, like record uh, uh, a fucking I'm a mom episode even though like I should have been recording it but life just been happening but uh, like yeah. son been on punishment and that's that's a whole episode in itself cause who child um, but yeah it, when he where was I oh the with him and Toledo at mm-hmm. the end it, it made me it put me in a mindset of the Nikki Giovanni and uh, James Baldwin conversation love it when they were where she was basically saying like you know you go out and you get you smile for them you you be you put on for them and you take the you take it from the world and then you come back to me i felt like he could he knew like okay i can't take my frustrations out on the white man mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and and even if he could or even if you know yeah even if he could i don't think he would have you know what i'm saying because of what that is it's like you hurt the people who are closest to you. And I know that they were just in a band or whatever like that, but in that essence, I'm I'm referring to him being black and him being there. And now you gotta factor in the fact that they're probably old enough to be his daddy. Mm-hmm. His daddy's dead and fought the white man and died doing it. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to Toledo, him passing off how he stepped on the man's shoe and all that. He felt like he wasn't being seen. He wasn't being heard. His mm-hmm. stuff. And he had spent the afternoon talking all of that shit just for him to get th- to for it to be thrown in his face. And what happened at the end? White that man singing his song. And let's talk about that white man's hairline because he tried to do the side part over, and he his hairline wouldn't allow it. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing but no like so yeah no that 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 was a very emotional scene i was sitting there like no don't do it chadwick don't do it because like it just it just that was the first thought that i had like yo you taking your frustrations out and then not for nothing that was very symbolic of like the 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 black experience in the manner of we take so much shit from from the world and when i say the world i mean like you know uh, the white man's world. We take so much shit from it. You know what I'm saying? And then we come back and we take it out on our people. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's just like, it's very sad. And that that's what, what rang off to me. That's what I got from it. Like, dang, I, I'm frustrated with him. 
I'm frustrated. The white man played me. I'm sitting here smiling in his face, thinking that I'm fiddling with him. And he played me. He put, he, he, you know, turning me. No, no, I ain't going to do this. I'm stepping on my dream. You know what I mean? And I got to go back into this room where I just sat here and told y'all how I'm about to be up out of here and all of this stuff. I, my pride is hurt. You know what I mean? I feel less than. And that's all he had was his pride. Exactly. And you you mean to tell me that, that you're going to take that? And then, uh, like, it's just it's just that one thing when you're having a bad day or a, a real bad moment and you already on nine and you walk and you just trip. Like, there was one time in my old house, there was this, uh, <laughs> there was a part of the concrete that that was lifted because there was a tree, that, a tree stump or a tree root that was, you know, pushed it up some. And there was somebody that was walking by. You could just tell they had, a, they was just bad. Like I was sitting on the porch, energy was just bad. Like they just was not having a good moment. And then they tripped. And when they tripped, they started stomping. Like it was just like, God damn it. Like dude, it was so mad. It was just like the bad day built up. And in that moment, just made it explode. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's what I gathered from that. Like, yo, it's just everything that he, all the hurt and pain that he had talked about throughout the whole movie, all of the questions of God, all of those moments that he had where he was really fighting those demons. It just, you stepped on my shoe. It's gotta be you. And I, I just, yeah, that was so sad for me. Especially because the dude who played Toledo, I don't remember what else he played in, but I know that a different, a different world, right? Yeah, he was also Aretha Franklin's ex-husband. Huh? Back. I didn't know that, but I know I know him from a different world. And anytime I know them old black men like that, I be feeling like you know connected because respect. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what's what's that show I be watching? Oh, uh, Fargo with uh the dude, uh, Doctor Senator. He's the guy from a, a different world. I think he's from a different world too. Then where it come from? That's my shit. But yeah, so that was it was overall a good movie. And like I said, anytime Viola Davis, anytime oh. she looks, anytime she looks physically uncomfortable, she about to bring it. This whole that whole movie, she looked hot. She was really sweating. That was not acting. She was sweating. Mm-hmm. They, they probably had her in that real Chicago heat. Mm-hmm. I also like the fact it wasn't long. It wasn't. You know what I really... I, I was expecting it to be... Um, hold on, I have to burp. No. <laughs> okay. I was expecting it to be um, like a... a, a, a biopic if you will I don't know if it uh, if it doesn't it count as one I, I was expecting it to be more you know talking about her life type thing but it was I like that it was just that one day everything took place in that one day like I think when it's some stories where it just everything happens in one day like that it just be so dope because it's like you're able to cut down so much greatness and, and just make this one particular part in time just a whole ass story. I thought that was a that was really dope. But I felt also like it wasn't like I was telling my sister, it's not one of those movies where you're going to oh I'm sorry, I heard somebody yelling upstairs. It's not like one of those movies where you're going to feel or look in and and it'd be a whole bunch of different how can I say it? 
like action scenes and different, you know, uh, locations and you hear and you hear and you hear. Like I feel like they they more so stayed into the the script. Like it was more so about the dialogue and the monologues than it was, you know, moving around, changing locations, and we're gonna be here and it's gonna take place here. It was more so we have a message that we're trying to get to you. We're we're trying to say these things. And I feel like everything that was being said, every time she spoke, it was like, black people, y'all need to listen. That's how I was feeling. Like when she, white man don't care nothing about me. Once, once they get what they need from me, you know, that's it. They, they don't, they don't want nothing from me. So I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make sure I get everything I want from them before I give them what they need from me. Well, and I also kind of thought about it, like once they have her voice, they own a piece of her. Exactly. And so, and I was thinking like, even when it comes to comedy, like how, you know, Kevin Hart and some other comedies, they take your phones when you get into that set. Yeah. And when it came to Maureen, I was like, that's her way of making sure that she keeps making a profit. Cause if you own a record, why do you need to go see her? You exactly. Hear. They could just put the record on. You don't got to. Yeah four or five times. You don't got to go out to the boondocks or to the theater. You just put that record on and you own a piece of Ma Rainey. Mm -hmm. That's why I really when she when he was talking all of that shit, oh no, 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 there was a miscommunication. He said, oh yeah, no, you forgot that I ain't signed them release forms is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Uh, and I, it just like everything about the way she handled her business in, in that, it just was like a hey yo, I'm Hey, yo, I need to be walking around like I'm motherfucking Shonda Nicole. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she said, no, we'll start when Madam Say we start. Huh. I don't know what you thought was going on around here. Like, yo, just the way she carried herself, it was like, no, you're not just going to talk to me any kind of way. You're not going to tell me what to do and what I have to do. And if I tell you that this is one of my requirements, you either going to meet my requirement or I'm going to go. Like, it just boundary setting at its finest. Anytime I see a woman like that, even if I don't like the woman, and, and this is modern terms, period. Whenever I see a woman who's like, no, this ain't gonna, this ain't gonna work for me. I get so excited. Like anytime I see a black woman like setting a boundary to somebody, and I just be like, mm. even if like I don't agree with it or whatever, whenever I see a, a black woman standing up for herself and letting it be known, like, nah, that's not how this is gonna go. I I feel empowered. Like that's one of the most empowering feelings for me, it because it just it's it's like it gives you the strength to remind you like, hey yo Shonda, if she know that she don't gotta put up with this shit, why you feel like you gotta put up with this shit? Then I hit the Iyala. when you give up on yourself, beloved. Woo. Mm. Yeah, that 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 movie was a very very good movie, and I feel like I I hope. I hope that a lot of us watch it because we need to be reminded. And this is, you know, I'm not my ancestor. I'm not my ancestor with shit. I don't see too many people walking around letting it be known. This is how it's going to go because this is my life. And if you want something from my life, understand that this is how it's going to go. This is how I'm offering it to you. And this is, you decide how you're going to take it, but this is how it's being offered. 
And if you ain't all right with that, then you can keep it moving because I, I can go back on my tour. Hmm. I need me a tour so I can say that to people. What? Excuse me? Oh, no, no I don't got to be here. I could, I could be in the South on my tour. Be in the South. I could be building shit. <laughs> you feel me? I could be in my workshop sanding some wood. Ain't, ain't nobody studying you. Ain't nobody studying you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 